everybody. Welcome back to the Performance Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jared Sinclair. I want to thank you for tuning in today and joining us wherever you're consuming your podcast or on YouTube at the Performance Collective. If you're not on YouTube, subscribe or following us. You can follow us and subscribe on YouTube. We put all of our video from all of our episodes up on YouTube, or you can subscribe wherever you consume your podcast to the audio only. Today, our guest is Tammy Alvarez. Tammy is the founder of Career Winner Circle. Her break all the rules approach and decades of Wall Street C-suite experience underpin her ability to assist leaders and executives in advancing their career. So Tammy, welcome to the Performance Collective. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. For our listeners and viewers, Tammy has an incredible energy. You can tell she's super passionate about what she does. And Tammy, I just want to dive in a little bit and find out, you know, what is your background? What landed you at Career Winner Circle? Yeah, fun story. I think they're all have their own intrigue and drama as we go along. So um, quick background. I grew up poor and didn't go to college right away after high school. I started working right out of high school, figured I'd go back and get my degree a couple of years later. Let's face it, I wasn't very motivated either, right? So I was really ready to just not do school for a bit. But I kept getting promoted every year, year and a half, kept finding great growth opportunities with really good mentors. And fast forward, I ended up, you know, finding a career on Wall Street. And oftentimes I was the youngest woman or youngest person at the leadership table and often the only woman. Mm-hmm. And that was my closest kept secret is that I didn't have a college degree. And I had made it to the level of managing director, which is a big deal on Wall Street without a degree at a pretty young age. And I did that because I had a very, very high risk tolerance. And I was willing to take big chances because I felt like I was always punching over my weight anyway. And I played like I had nothing to lose because I really didn't. And I became known as a transformation expert. I love the adrenaline rush of drama, intrigue, change, chaos. And fortunately, financial services, you get that all the time. So I was never bored. And as people were running out of the burning buildings during crisis, I was bringing my team in and we were doing some really cool stuff around the world. So I loved what I did for so long until I didn't. And I remember sitting in the boardroom after an earnings call one quarter, and we had just gotten our butts kicked. We missed earnings. Everyone was cranky. Uh, You know, the the blame game was started. And this was normally fun for me. Like, I love this fodder every quarter. And I just remember, like, kind of having this out-of-body experience and looking down and being like, I don't care. Like, I just really had this giant case of I don't give a Mm shit-itis. And that was the beginning of the end for me. And so about a year and a half later, cashed out of Wall Street, moved to a tropical island off the coast of Belize in Central America and started this coaching company. Um, That was about six years ago. Mm -hmm. So when I did this, completely terrified, didn't know what I was doing, made all the mistakes as an entrepreneur, could get it to be a really long time to figure out the secret sauce. Now, six years later, we've got seven coaches. We're supporting customers around the world. We're growing and, you know, all is good. And so that's how we got here today. Nice. Are you in Belize right now? I've got to ask. We've made another move. Uh, So we were in Belize for about five years and Uh loved it. Beach life, island life, we're big scuba divers. So we would dive a couple of times a week before work. Like great reset from being on Wall Street working 14 hours a day for 25 years. Right. Oh, sure. Really good reset. Um, And now we're in Mexico City. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So Mexico City is our new home for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I've never been to Defe. But I hear that's how you say it. You don't say de efe. 
right? <laughs> Distrito Federal. You say That's right. DF. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So tell me a little bit about Winter Circle. What do y'all do and how do y'all support the, the sure. clients that you work with? Okay. So we support mid to senior level leaders who really need more. And whether that's from a career perspective, because all the things that you've done suddenly don't serve you, kind of like where I ended up, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the middle of my career, or if you're that leader that just wants to make a bigger impact and are hitting those brick walls of, I can't get promoted, my voice isn't being heard, I'm not driving strategy the way I know I can. So we help from a leadership development perspective. And then we also support small businesses in terms of the entrepreneurial journey and helping uh, those entrepreneurs scale. So it looks like you're filling a gap there where, where people are looking to make a move, maybe don't know quite sure what that move is, but you're helping them figure that out. Yeah, it, I think it's overall navigation. Okay. Um, I bring it, and, and my coaches do as well, but we bring a very interesting perspective in that we've all been in the boardroom. Mm. We've sat behind those closed doors making the decisions that seem to make no sense. And so... In whatever part of your career that you're stuck in, whether it's leadership, career, what am I going to do, or my business isn't growing or whatever, there's a really good chance that, you know, we've got that inside perspective that was like, oh, no, 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 this is how things are really done. And so it may look like this on the outside, but that is not how the sausage is made. And yeah. so you can show up differently mm -hmm. and you can start to play by a different set of rules that no one knows about unless you're already in there. Yeah. And that's really where I, that's where we have the most fun is kind of debunking some of these myths but also it's a helping people figure out, okay, change your perspective, show up differently because the game you're playing isn't the game you think you're playing. Mm -hmm. And then here's how you can really use that information to thrive and really start to build that path forward that you want for yourself. Yeah. So we have our, in our minds this game that we're supposed to be playing yeah. to get to that X marks the spot, right? But maybe that's not even how the game's even played is what you're saying. Yeah. That's right. Can you say a little bit about like, what's the greatest obstacle to somebody leveling up? Is it them figuring out the game or in your experience, you know, what are, what are you seeing in the space where people are trying to level up? Um, the biggest thing that holds people back, I believe is their perspective. And there was a, a very pivotal time in my career and I can almost remember exactly when it happened. When I stopped worrying about advocating for myself and my career and my growth, and I started advocating for other people's growth. Hmm. And so when you're in that middle stage, you're trying to figure, okay, how do I continue to grow? How do I get promoted? How do I make the impact? How do I make the money? And the way that you do that is by helping others succeed. Mm -hmm. And so for those who are so focused on themselves, where do I go? How do I get there? You get there faster by helping everyone else. And the more you can change that perspective and start to figure, okay, here's my span of control. Mm -hmm. here's what I do and here's the, you know, the downstream or the upstream impacts of the things that I'm doing. How can I help my business partners and stakeholders reach their goals too? Yeah. Because it gets very competitive the higher up you get, because there's less spots and more people want them. And so you've got to have other people advocating for you beyond your boss or you'll never win. Mm -hmm. And the only way you do that is by helping other people win. And so that's one of the biggest mindset shifts that I see people are lacking because they're still very inwardly focused in terms of what do I need to do to prove myself, you know, to, to earn my, my seat at the table and those types of things. Yeah. So do you see that, that that kind of mindset or that perspective or that, I guess, code, if you will, changes as you move up in an organization? Yeah. Do things change at every level they do. or is it kind of ubiquitous? They do. And, and here's why. 
because the higher up you go, the less in touch you are with how things really happen. Mm. You start with managing a group that you've done the work before. So that's easy. You can step in, you can call BS, you can guide, you can do all the things. Mm -hmm. But as you start to manage more and more functions of things that you've never done before, two things happen that are not in your favor. One is you don't have the domain knowledge and you will never get it. So please don't try. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're away from that work. Two is the higher up you get, the less honest people will be. Mm. Say more about that. Can you dive into that one a little bit? <laughs> Tell me more. But you know, <laughs> okay, if you're talking to your manager and you know a project is going completely sideways, you're going to be mm -hmm. like, we are screwed. This is never getting done. Mm -hmm. right? That's what you'll tell your boss. And then you'll kind of figure out how to get that path forward. That's not what that your boss doesn't tell his boss that. Right. Right. It's like, well, we're hitting some headwinds. We've got a good plan and we're going. And then, and then so the further up the message goes, the more diluted it becomes from reality. Mm -hmm. And the double whammy is the decisions you make at that level have a bigger impact. So you don't know the work. You're not getting the true, no one's lying to you generally, but you're not getting the full story and your decisions are impacting a ton more people than they used to. Yeah. And so being able to navigate with that dynamic and knowing how to test and challenge, how to surround yourself with people who will tell you that your baby's ugly, even mm -hmm. if you don't want to hear it. Right. And it really, you know, help you understand and ask the right questions because yeah. you'll never know it for yourself mm -hmm. to be able to lead that way is a totally different skill. Yeah. Um, then managing things that are a little bit lower level and closer to your area of subject matter expertise. Right. Yeah. I've talked to multiple leaders who get stuck in this realm of everybody's always saying, yes, they won't tell me what the problem is. Yeah. And it's probably the least beneficial position to be in because you need, you don't, you don't want to be surrounded by people who are yes people. Right. I mean, you need that person that's going to, even though they might be a little annoying to you, you need that person that's going to be the devil's advocate and say, Hey boss, time out. Look at this. This isn't going right. You know, maybe we need to consider something else. Well, totally. And you also have to be brave enough to hire people smarter than you. Yeah. Um, and I had to do that because you know my background now. Like I was never the smartest person in the room. I was the most politically astute mm -hmm. and you know savvy, and I had a lot of street smarts. But in terms of the subject matter, like that was not my jam in many cases. And so when you surround yourself with people. Mm -hmm. who are really, really strong, which most people won't do because they're intimidated. They're afraid it's a risk, sure. but that is how you thrive mm -hmm. um, by, you know, by not being, and you can't be the smartest person in the room at certain levels. You just can't get there. Yeah. And, um, and so the best leaders play to their strengths. And so you really need to understand what is your wheelhouse? Where are you strongest? Mm -hmm. And then come to terms with the fact that, okay, these other things that need to get done are not, your wheelhouse and hire people who love to do that and who are excellent at it. Mm -hmm. Because then the whole team, when you look at the, the aggregate is a strong, unbeatable force yeah. versus trying to play the big person. And I want to be the leader and I need to have people who will do my bidding because your, your perspectives will be wrong. Yeah. The reality of it. Yeah. The reality too, like if you're at the top, right. And you want, let's say you own a bakery. Hot middle, right? right? Middle. It yeah. doesn't matter. Right. You, you got people under, you got people above you. If you're trying to run a bakery, you can't have all apple pies because then you're an apple pie shop. Right. Yeah. So I think you need that diversity of thought, that diversity Absolutely. of approach of, of just life upbringing, profession, all of those things. Yeah. And I would have, um, have meetings specifically mm -hmm. where they were not allowed to tell me anything positive. Ah, 
Like, and then, you know, so you need to come with three ways that this mm -hmm. is going to bite us in the butt or blow up or do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that mandate of just playing Debbie Downer for an hour, sure. you know, gave them not only the ability, but the accountability mm -hmm. to like really test and challenge these things. Yeah. And so having that space to do that, where it's like, we're not going to talk about the upside. I just want to know all the things that could go bump in the night. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's going on in the field, how it's being perceived, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause we would also have meetings that I would just call the rumor mill. Yeah. You're like, all right, what's the water cooler talk? What's everybody saying about right. this? Right. Um, because perception is reality. And if the rest yeah. of the organization is not on board, you're not going to win. Sure. So and how did you keep that stuff from, I guess, infiltrating kind of the, the, the temperament of the organization? You know, how did you stop that from becoming a perpetual negative thing and flip it into a positive thing, like a tool for you and the organization? The fundamental, you know, people fear, I'll use fear, change, they resist change. And so typically when people are definitely in a snit, it's because, you know, something's going on that is going to change their world. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe fundamentally that people fear change. I believe that people fear loss. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to tell you, you're going to win $70 million tomorrow, you would not be afraid of that, but your life would definitely change. And so it's this scarcity mindset that people get into. Um, and that's where all of the rumors start. That's where all of, you know, the, the mongering and they're, you know, this is not going to work and all the negativity. Mm -hmm. So when you can demonstrate that what's happening will provide better opportunities for them, more opportunities, it's not loss, it's not scarcity, it's abundance and opportunity, mm -hmm. then you can start to change that narrative. Yeah. And so in many cases, not all, you can do that. You can draw a line for people that they can't see mm -hmm. because it's not right in front of them. No, no fault of their own, but it's hard to see through all the chaos and the clutter. So when you're like, no, 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 this is how you're going to be better. This is how you're going to grow. And you get a seat at the table. You have, you know, your voice and your impact will be heard in these things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's that sense of control and that sense, you know, and removing that scarcity mindset that will help quiet it will never get completely gone. Mm -hmm. um, and then the ones that still hang in, there's some truth behind that. And I made a lot of mistakes in my career of just dismissing them as just being difficult. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, you're just, you know, you're just here to make my life miserable and that's it. Sure. Um, assuming people are coming from good intent which is what you have to do. There's always mm -hmm. the exception, but I think it's very rare. Then there's something there. And either you're not listening, they're not saying it, like whatever it is, dig into it more. I remember I was doing mm -hmm. this one big transformation effort and there was this one guy that was a thorn in my side. I mean, I said black, he said white. I said yes, he said no. Like I sure. barely finished the sentence before he disagreed with me and I was losing my mind. Mm -hmm. um, there's also very well respected in the company because he had been there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was that public enemy number one. So there was no way he was going to give me the straight scoop on why he was being so damn hard to on me, right? I just wasn't going to get it. Mm -hmm. But I did have somebody on my team that he trusted. And so I pinned that person against my little arch enemy. And I said, you guys need to get together and, you know, figure this out. And then I can respond as a leader in a more effective way. And that worked really well. So when you don't have that personal connection, always pull someone in our team to do it for you. Yeah, nice. Pull pull that team member in that might be able to influence in an area that you're not able to influence. I like it. Let's pivot, Tammy. Hard pivot here okay. because this is something that a lot of people are asking. So COVID, 
um, you know, all these search job search platforms, the great resignation. How does one stand out now with the prevalence of these job search, these online job search now with the implementation of AI in some cases? Oh, yeah. How does one stand out against this sea, this ocean of applicants out there? Um, you don't play the game. Okay, say more. <laughs> you don't get sucked into this into the crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna sound old school here, but I am telling you, this is the only way that works. Because if you have more than ten years of experience, you've got less than a ten percent chance of landing a job through a job board. I mean, a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? So we all know that that's possible, but that is not your way forward. Um, most of the roles that are out there, especially mid to senior level roles are already filled before they're posted. Mm -hmm. And so why are you wasting your time feeling like a loser because no one's responding to you and getting sucked into this like vortex of, you know, self-loathing and I'm like, I'm really not that good Mm -hmm. when it's just not stacked up to help you win. Right. It's not you is what you're saying. It might be, it's the system. It's totally the system. Yep. The system is rigged and it's not in your favor. Mm-hmm. And so the only way you're really going to have a thriving career where you're one phone call away from a new role, one phone call away from a promotion or something new and exciting to do is by making sure that you have a bulletproof power base. Mm. And we all talk about networking and our network and all that kind of fun stuff, but we don't take that far enough because I think we rely on what I call vanity metrics. Oh, I've got 10,000 connections on LinkedIn. Well, hey, good for you. How many of those could pick you out of a crowd of one at a cocktail party, Mm -hmm. right? And so we click, we forget, we don't build relationships and or we build those relationships. People move on and we leave them behind, right? And we leave them for dead. That's not helpful either. And so the more people that you have that can actually do things for you and the more you keep those relationships fresh and current and continue to engage in meaningful work, that is how you get your new role. Yeah. Because most of the times roles will, roles will be built for you mm-hmm. when you're working with your people. And it's like, oh, hang on a second. I need this. You know, you're always in. So the, building a network and having your power base is not a luxury item. And it's not a project that you do when your back is against the wall and you feel like you're about ready to get fired through a layoff or you've lost, you know, you just can't take it another minute. This is not a project-based thing. This is a lifestyle. This is no different than getting up and making your first cup of coffee in the morning. It has to happen. And when you start to take that perspective and when you stop making excuses, because everyone sucks at this, you know, so it's like, well, they didn't call me either. It's like, well, reach out then be the bigger person. (laughs) But when you do that and you continue to cultivate, not just your old relationships, but build new ones that are diverse. Mm -hmm. Now you are in total control of what you do and when you do it. Um, And so, you know, playing by the rules, following the system is not designed to help you succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but the people who need that work done, the relationships of people who know how amazing you are and who have seen you at your best and also know your weaknesses because none of us are perfect. That is where you're going to find your best opportunities forever. Tammy, would you say that these, you know, networking, right? So we're expanding our sphere or our awareness of us and what we can bring to the table. Would you say that those tight connections, those really close connections are more valuable or is it the loose connections that can link you to other potential opportunities are more valuable? I mean, where do you put your focus? Um, I put my, I, I highly recommend you put your focus on your tight connections. Yeah. 
right? I mean, you need the second level connections to kind of figure out, okay, this looks interesting. How can I kind of reverse engineer my way in here through a connection or a relationship? But at the end of the day, the, the people who will do the most for you are the ones that you've really had the most battle tested experience with. Hmm. And, you know, you want to try and make sure that you are giving as well as receiving you know, those types of, you need to talk to this person. Let me connect you to this person. Oh my goodness. I think you guys would really get along, you know, nothing in it for me, just go and meet. And, and so when you become that super connector, others will do that for you. And that's going to move a lot further than some rando you connected with a year ago on LinkedIn, never right. had a con contact with, but seems to know somebody that works at a company that you want a job at. Yeah. That's not going to help you because, you know, that person doesn't know you. So they're not sure. going to advocate for you, let alone introduce you to someone that they may have a good relationship with. Yeah, it's kind of that whole concept of, okay, if I have somebody that wants to do web development for me, I'm going to probably ask my network to somebody that they know that they've Absolutely. used or whatever that can vouch for totally. it instead of the 900 randoms that hit my inbox every day uh -huh. saying, hey, do you exactly. need a website? It drives me nuts, right? Yeah. Like, no, go away. I don't I don't need you. I didn't ask for you. Stop contacting. And you don't even have the courtesy of an unsubscribe button, right? So I was <laughs> right. like, where's the courtesy here? Yeah, uh, totally. But yeah, absolutely. And, okay. and so when you think about how you hire as a manager, you mm -hmm. don't just randomly go out and just say, I wonder who's out there. You, you fire up, who do you know? Right. Right. Internally and externally. Mm -hmm. And so why do we think that that's not how it works everywhere? Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. And in the, in the book that I've got coming out at the end of the year, I talk about, you know, the dysfunction, mm -hmm. um, you know, of hiring. And I, I've never seen an industry apply so much automation and technology to something and have it fail so systemically. Mm hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, AI, you know, automated interviews, you know, the, all the, like the more tech they throw at this, the worse it gets. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's little to no chance of, of seeing systemic change, mm -hmm. right, within the hiring process. And so we've got to take matters into our own hands. Yeah. Um, can't blame the system. Got to take right. accountability for your own career. And mm -hmm. you do that through having a very, very strong power base. So what do you do, you know, with this argument of, of finding that next position through networking or finding that next candidate through networking? What do you do when you're confronted with this concept of, of bias, right? And diversity mm -hmm. and, and diversity of thought, gender, you know, ethnicity, religion, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. How do you overcome that? You don't. You, you become part of it. You, you, I'm sorry? You become part of the diversity. And here's the power play. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're sick of what you're doing and you're ready to make a change, your best path forward is to find, you know, those superpowers we talked about playing, you know, to your strengths and you want to find industries and opportunities where your strengths are in high demand and in short supply. Mm. Because now you become that diverse candidate of thought. That, so I'll give you some examples so you know what I'm talking about. Um, oftentimes within organizations, people, the people they have that have come through the organizations organically lack certain skills because the company doesn't need them or hasn't had to ha hasn't had to need them. Mm -hmm. And so now we've got so much change that's on the forefront that you know companies are in significant turmoil in terms of how to adapt and adjust. Sure. So the skills that these companies need are not in-house anymore. Mm. And so I'll give you a really good example. I've got one client um, who ha has gotten and benefited from significant um, VC funding. Mm -hmm. So for 15 years, it has been the land of milk and honey. 
right? You've got, you've got a problem, just get more money, hire more people and fix it. Right. And everybody from the senior leadership team grew up in this, in, in this organization. Mm-hmm. Well, now they went public. And at the same time, one of their competitors got their act together and is cleaning their clock. <laughs> so now they've got to grow through shrinking. Right. They can't build a custom solution mm-hmm. for every part of the world. They've got to centralize and no one knows how to play nice together. Yeah. And, you know, they've got to still innovate while spending less money. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to do that. Yeah. And so when you bring in people who have built a career in industries that are constantly in turmoil, that are constantly reducing, still having to grow and thrive. And so you bring in those natural talents that just don't exist internally. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're a rock star and it doesn't matter whether you're white, blue, purple, green, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because now you've got the thing that they need the most of. Yeah. So when you find those sweet spots, I call it your it factor mm-hmm. that, you know, then that is how you make that pivot. And there's so much opportunity out there. I've yet to find anyone who has a strength that we couldn't find an industry, a sector, and an organization to layer into where they were desperately needed. And that's actually how you start to make more money. Yeah. Because you move from being paid for what you do Mm -hmm. to being paid for what you know. Right. And that's the game changer from a career perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say more about your book? Now, I don't want to promote it all. Okay, cool. We'll just move on to the next question. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, so the book is called Escaping the Career Trap. Okay. Trans- transforming your apathy into ambition and loving every Monday again. Um, we're all about loving Mondays. And if you don't, you're doing it wrong. You can be, so we can help. Um, and the book is really talking about understanding the dysfunction, you know, of, of the current environment that we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change. So you can either be a victim or you can control your future. And so understanding the game you're playing and the field you're on is important. Mm-hmm. And then we really talk about like, how do you change how you're showing up? How do you change how you think about you and your career to have better outcomes for yourself? Yeah. And that really focuses in on being introspective and figuring out what lights you up. What energizes you? Because too many times we're worried about fitting into other mm-hmm. cultures and other organizations, and I hope they like me, and I got to do this. That never works, at least mm-hmm. not long term. So when you put yourself first, and you don't compromise, and you find organizations and opportunities that feed that you know energy that you need, then you are going to be far much more successful. And then we talk about how you break those rules and how you show up differently. Mm-hmm. And it all really starts about becoming that CEO of your career. Because when you treat your career like a business, you show up differently. I'll bet you every listener has gotten the pleasure of more work and no more compensation. Right? And we all have like, oh, we're so lucky. We get to do more and not get paid until maybe next year. Especially when you're good at it. Of course. And so, you know, if that was a business, that's called scope creep. Mm-hmm. And you would issue a new statement of work, you would charge more money and you would knock it out of the park. Right. But yet, because we have this employee tag, like the same rules don't apply. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And if people are afraid that I'm going to seem disloyal or I'm going to do that, none of that works. If you don't advocate for yourself, you're not going to get it. So mm-hmm. we talk about that. And then the last part of the book, we really talk about like how to pay that forward. Um, and how to bring others along on that journey as well. So it's really about getting the most um, out of your career at whatever stage you're in yeah. and how to break a few, a few rules along the way so you can get there a little faster. 
Nice. Tammy, where can, where can people find the book? Um, the, you're going to be able to get that on my website, you know, and Amazon. So when it's out at the end of the year, uh, you'll be able to see it in all those places. But then you can also find me at careerwinnercircle.com and on LinkedIn as well with Tammy Alvarez and then the Career Winner Circle yep, and awesome. YouTube and all the places. So okay. <laughs> We'll put all those links in the show notes. Yeah. And towards, towards the end of our interview today, we'll throw up a QR code on the screen. So I've got three more questions for you, Tammy. Great. Um, probably my favorite question because people kind of go different directions with this. And if you've heard any of my, my shows or any of my podcasts, uh, I ask this question to everybody, what advice would you give somebody just starting out or the younger version of yourself, um, to be successful in a career moving forward? Take big risks. Um, you know, too many people play it safe. Too many people, I think, just feel like the control is not theirs. And so when you take, you know, when you, you know, marry up a high risk tolerance with that accountability in terms of I'm going to be the one to control, um, then that's a game changer. And I wish everyone learns that earlier um, in their career because it would change their path significantly and avoid quite a few pitfalls along the way. Yeah. Awesome. Take big risks. Because you have what it takes. You're going to figure it out. You're a smart person. You are where you are because of the things that you've done. And That's right. I love it. Do you have any recent success stories that you can share with our oh, listeners? So many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love this, right? Because like mine, my clients, like, you uh -huh. know, we're, you know, just, just being able to, to do that. And I think one of the biggest success stories uh, of, of recent is a mm -hmm. client that I've been working with for a couple of years. Um, she was very connected to the mission of the organization mm -hmm. and she was Loyal. emotionally all in. Yeah. Love the product, love the people, love the mission, love the customers. Um, and the, you know, but the, the organization changed around her. Mm -hmm. And so the mission that she was in love with, the culture no longer fit. But she felt so connected to leaving a legacy and to helping the, the organization find their way out of drama and intrigue and all kinds of stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, that she really was never able to step into her true satisfaction, enjoyment because of all this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's recently been able to leave things the way she wanted to. So she left on a note that she's proud of spent three months in, um, you know, Europe and in Greece and Italy detoxing from a very long career yeah. and is now ready to start her next adventure. Good for her. And, you know, I think doing that reset at that level, I mean, we're talking super high level executive, mm -hmm. big comp, you know, big lifestyle takes a lot of courage. Sure. Um, and I'm beyond proud that she's been able to find her way forward on that. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for her. All right. What podcasts or books are you currently listening to? Oh, my own. Reading. I'm so involved. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruminating, right? <laughs> absolutely, completely focused on getting this book over the finish line yeah. um, and, and learning all about that, right? But the, the things that I love, and, and, I, and I don't binge anything, mm -hmm. you know, but, but the areas that I like to focus on, you know, in terms of what I like to listen to and, and, and read um, are really things about understanding what's going on around us. I think we spend so much time being introspective. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a significant level of intolerance for different points of view, uh, which is only getting worse. I find that incredibly concerning in terms of just humanity sure. uh, that I really dig into as much opposing viewpoints, 
different points of view, whether it's business, whether it's politics, whether it's science, mm -hmm. all of those things just to try and round out my point of view and my perspectives. And so that's where I spend my time is looking for, you know, the antagonists in the, in the world and, and seeing what they have to say beyond, you know, the flair. Yeah, I love that. I, I totally agree with you. I think we are super myopic in our perspective, right? Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily go beyond or stretch ourselves, um, which kind of plays into your networking thing, right? When you're networking for that next position, you know, if you're focused just in front of you and you're not, you know, reaching out, you know, something's going on there. So Tammy, last question, uh, how can people connect with you? Um, best place is on LinkedIn mm -hmm. or through our website. Um, so the QR code just popped up for the website. So that's great. But, you know, LinkedIn, Tammy Alvarez, I'm there. And we also have a CWC, um, page. Um, but I love to connect with listeners and to hear your stories and to understand more about what you're going through and your successes. Um, so please definitely reach out, throw me a message and let's just grab a quick cup of coffee. Yeah. Awesome. Virtually, of course, unless you're in Mexico city. <laughs> in Defe. You gotta be in Defe, right? That's right. Yeah. Tammy, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate your time and your expertise and thank you for sharing your perspective and your expertise with our listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to our show now and join us as we continue to discuss topics that will help you and your teams expand capacity, drive performance and lead change. Check out our show on YouTube at Performance Collective. To learn more about business performance improvement solutions for the private, public, government, and nonprofit sectors, head on over to SinclairPerformance.com. You can connect with us there.